Welcome, the Ferns captain swaps Munich for Florida, leaving Sapreet Singh to fly the flag for Kiwis in Germany. Plus, Ryan Thomas is finally off the mark, and can the Phoenix pull in the crowds this weekend? Lining up for TVNZ Football Club today is Victor Waters, Jack Mabea and Simon Plum. We'll start off with Ali Riley, because we'll hear from her in a little bit. She's swapped three degrees in Munich to Abami 29 in Florida. It's probably not a bad switch for her, is it? No, it's right, but it's quite sad. I, I loved having the two Kiwis in Bayern. You it know, was a nice touch, wasn't it? Was it? Really, really nice. But look, um, it's good to see you in the um, in the female version of the MLS. Uh, it's obviously Tom Sumani's old club, so I wonder, you know, what sort of influence he may have had over that move. But um, look, it's a good move in her career, definitely. And she'll be lining up with Alex Morgan, probably the biggest, one of the biggest stars in football at the moment. Yeah, and she was delighted to, that she was joining the team, wasn't she? Like tweeted, uh, welcome to the to the club and seemed very positive about being able to uh, train and play with her and stuff as well. So that's really exciting. Um, and good timing for, for Ali as well, isn't it? With, uh, you know, the Olympics coming up and stuff mm -hmm. and trying to have, having to find some form, you know, leading into these sort of internationals that, you know, that are coming up in the next few months as well. So hopefully it means good things for the, uh, for the national team too. It's tough as well bouncing about clubs, isn't it? Because she's at the moment, possibly more clubs than Tiger Woods. She went to Chelsea and then quickly was off to Bayern yeah. and their limited opportunities mean she has to really try and nail down a place coming into the Olympics to try and get some form. That's right. She's kind of pinged around a little bit, hasn't she? But uh, as you say, game time's absolutely vital with uh, what's on the, the agenda for the rest of the year. She's struggled at buying for game time. Hopefully now she can get some game time and get some goals. Sounds like they need her as well, right? Because yeah. they didn't have the best of seasons yeah. last time. Yeah, it's surprising, really, because they really didn't do well at all last year, but they've got major stars, Morgan, Marta as well. In fact, they actually played together, I think it was like 2011, before the league as it's currently known. They were playing for West New York Flash or something like that, <laughs> and they actually won a league title together. So those players have actually played together before, and Marta, she's... She's got tackers. Oh, yeah. Marta's argue, arguably the greatest female player of all time. I mean, she's revered in Brazil. They absolutely love her. And Morgan's a great um, player. And just that vision, um, that training vision of her, you know, heavily pregnant and still banging them in top bins. Unbelievable yeah. finishing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. And she's still hoping to go to the Olympics as well. So, I mean, that's kind of a nice parallel between herself and Riley too. Well, we did catch up with Ali Riley a short time ago. Here's what she had to say about her new big move. Not getting a lot of playing time and having really amazing life experiences, learning German after having learned Swedish and these incredible players from all over Europe, some of the top talents on the German national team. I mean, these are the training environments that have pushed me and same within Chelsea, you know, day in and day out, I've been pushed mentally, physically, emotionally to basically how I feel to be at the best place in my career, but then not getting the game time to kind of show it and then again, being on the kind of the eve of an Olympics, I thought maybe I should go somewhere where I'll fit the style better. Well, it'll be a little bit more comfortable again because I, I definitely made sure that I got outside of my comfort zone for eight years, basically. It took something special to get me to leave. And that was where Orlando came in, where Mark came in. And it just felt like the perfect fit to have a team that needs to rebuild after coming in last, last season, even with a very star-studded roster and needing leadership, needing tough mentality, needing someone who can deal with high pressure situations and needing an athletic fullback or wingback that's gonna run that channel. And that's, I mean, that really spoke to me. Of course, I, I am a Kiwi and with the football friends in sport, I feel very much 
and New Zealand, where obviously you can hear from my accent that I was born and raised in Los Angeles. My parents are in Los Angeles, and that was a big factor as well. You know, I've mentioned this a few times that uh, growing up, Kobe Bryant was was my biggest idol, and I think it was just another reminder that life is short. We have to work hard, make the most of it, and spend as much time with our loved ones as we can. And I know for a lot of people, five hour plane ride might not seem too short, but I think as Kiwis, we know that that's actually not that far. So for my parents to be able to come visit me in under five hours, to be playing games now, Seattle, Portland, Salt Lake City, they'll be able to see me play. I'll be able to see them so much more often. And definitely with the players that I've grown up playing with, playing against, I'll be seeing them week in and week out. And again, Ashlyn Harris, Alex Morgan, Marta, these are players that I've played with before. And just having that familiarity and that that feeling, and again, with the fans being so welcoming and wonderful, it, it definitely feels like coming home. We'll get to the Phoenix in just a moment, but first, goals, goals, goals. First of all, Saprit Singh with another couple for the Bayern Rezies. Yeah, it was good mm. because he's sort of been, uh, he hasn't been playing regularly for the reserve team, so it was good to see him back in form, scoring a couple of goals, um, and especially that one outside of the box, which is sort of a half volley, gets into the bottom corner. Uh, looks like he's you know, back playing regularly, which is really good to see. His club's actually battling at the moment, aren't they? Mm. Struggling to... Um sort of keep pace in, in the Bundesliga. Yeah, hopefully that made an impression because he, he came on in the 64th minute, I believe. So to come on, get a brace, um, that kind of really stamps his authority on the game and hopefully that will get him a, a start next time around. The other uh, man who has been in the goals and could get his record uh, 11th goal if he scores against Southampton is Chris Wood. Uh, and not a bad chance to, to get that 11th because Southampton defensively have been a little bit woeful lately. Yeah, and he's been in a rich vein of form, hasn't he? I mean, he's one of the form strikers at the moment in the, in the Premier League. Um, and he just sort of seems to have hit a sort of a purple patch this season, you know, since sort of Christmas New Year period. He's kind of gone on a good run there. Uh, seems very fit, very eager. He's got a keen eye for goal at the moment. Um, Southampton, though, are, you know, doing well, actually, at the moment. They're, they're sort of playing some of their best football you know, since that sort of Leicester sort of uh, humiliation, mm. the 9-0 earlier in the season, they've kind of managed to pick themselves up and, and get back into a bit of a groove. So it will be a tough challenge for, for Chris Wood, but, you know, with the form he's on at the moment, you would back him to score. You know, I was actually surprised. I know we big up Chris Wood a lot on the show, but at the end of the transfer window when there were some big clubs looking for strikers, I was actually surprised his name wasn't thrown in the mix there because, I mean, probably because he just signed a new deal and he's going to cost too much yeah. anyway, but... People have been crying out for target men. Chelsea, Tottenham, United were all looking for cover. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they hadn't had a, a bit of a look. Um, it would probably take them a, a lot of money to, to wrestle them off Sean Dyche, I would have thought. They're quite reliant on, on Wood at the moment, Burnley. Obviously, like you say, he's a target man. Um, he's, he's really doing the business at the minute. It'd be nice to see mm. him and Danny Ings, two unheralded uh, number nines, yeah. going up against each other. Um, also in the goals, from a New Zealand football perspective, Ryan Thomas. Yeah. Fantastic news for him. Yeah, especially after last season where he was out basically for the entire season with um, the, he had a horrible surgery. And, you know, it's really good to see his first goal for PSV. It was a great goal too. Lo lovely team move. 
coming out from the back and he sort of drifted into the box and scored great finish and um, you know after the match he had some interviews and he was you know very pleased you could tell how happy he was that, you know for finally things to come full circle for I think him. we've got a clip of that actually so we'll, uh, we'll yeah. have a wee listen as to uh, what he had to say after that goal. I mean I was out for so long um, I had a difficult period coming back and obviously yeah getting my first goal here I want to make sure to to become a more important player and yeah hopefully this is a this is the start. A massive year for Thomas, isn't it? Because he's going to be probably one of the first names on Danny Hayes' team sheets. Probably one of the best attacking options yeah. that he's got as well. Absolutely. And uh, PSV, of course, just offloaded Stephen Bergwin. Bergwin, to, to I think. Bergwin. Yeah. I'm not sure the pronunciation. To Tottenham. So, you know, Thomas can play in that winger sort of role, advance for uh, midfield role. So I can easily see him getting a bit more game time now. And, um, you know, so hopefully things look up for him. Hopefully he stays fit. And that's incredibly important for the All-Whites as well. OK, the Phoenix, I haven't seen anything mm. in town in Auckland over the last wee while. You would not know that they're playing at Eden Park this weekend. Yeah, I've seen one poster. One poster. <laughs> one poster, <laughs> uh, which is quite strange because I feel like this time last year... Is that the one at Victor's desk in the newsroom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the kind of the love heart around Stephen Taylor. Uh, <laughs> that'd be right. Yeah. Um, Don't forget Gary Hooper. <laughs> no, but the, this time last year they were, they were in Auckland and it was a huge event, you know. It mm. felt like a bit of a media circus around it. There was a lot of excitement. A lot of people were really engaged with it. They were kind of doing quite well in the league um, as well. And so it became like quite an important game. And there was a huge turnout. I think the biggest turnout that they've ever had mm. uh, for, for a single game. Um, this time around seems a little bit quieter, which is a bit of a concern. And you, you know, reading about low attendances across the A-League uh, this season as well mm. could be a bit of a concern going into this game. But hopefully, because it is quite an important game for them in, in terms of their season as well, mm. uh, hopefully they can still draw a bit of a crowd there. I think because of travel commitments, they haven't been able to have the full week. They would have liked to, like they did last week. Because, mm. to be fair, last time they came up, they were... Fantastic. They yeah. honoured all of their media commitments. They were on breakfast TV. They were <laughs> on this show. They were on six o'clock. They were everywhere. They were. Um, so it's unfortunate that they don't have that. But I also feel like it's possibly unlucky for them because they weren't on the hot streak that they were last time. People are going to be more interested this time. Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, Perth's a horrible trip. We know that for, for any sports code, but you don't need to have players here to put billboards up or have a marketing campaign or a social media campaign. So maybe a bit of lack of planning there. Um, but they're still doing really well. And, you know, this, this could be the best ever Phoenix season. And while it's not the media's role to kind of support them, as it were, or promote them, I think it's really important that people do get out in force and actually get there and try and get behind the team. Gary Hooper scored twice and he was not, he, from the interview midweek, he seemed like he wasn't in a very good mood after that. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, of course, no one likes being on the bench, especially if you're a striker. Um, and I, I think in some ways it's good that he's got that spirit because he's a competitive animal. Like, of course, he wants to be playing, he wants to be scoring goals, he wants to be helping the team. So I understand it from that point of view. I think it's just frustration. Of course, they didn't get a great result in Perth. So, you know, I wouldn't read too much into it. You've got to be careful, though, managing that kind of thing, don't you? Because mm. you, want, you want that kind of fire in their belly, them desperate to get on the pitch and show what they can do, but you don't want it to tip over into yeah. that kind of, uh, like, animosity in the changing room. It's an interesting balance. You know? I was listening to Peter Crouch, um, his great podcast as well, <laughs> but he was talking about, you know, being on the bench and, you know, you want the team to win, 
that you don't want the guy in front of you to be scoring because, you know, yeah, exactly. that holds you back. Exactly. Yeah. So it's an interesting balance um, for strikers in particular because spaces are so limited. Mm. He's probably not been up to full fitness, though, but mm. a couple of goals that will be at a crucial part of the season. I mean, he could be a mm. late bloomer for the Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. kind of similar to Sapreet Singh, really. Come off the bench and get a couple of goals. You would think as well, having kind of uh, puffed his chest out a little bit, he might actually get a start this time. But it's good to see competition that is healthy but the coach does need to manage it properly do you think like, it's a bit of squeaky squeaky wheel um action midweek sort of saying look i've got a couple of goals but i don't like being on the bench yeah well it'd be interesting to see i mean if, if you're the coach do you just give him his his run and do you say right go on then show us go, what son. you can do yeah yeah, yeah. i think tele's also been quite concerned with his injuries and he's really trying to manage his minutes yeah. and make sure you know he's he's fit and healthy so yeah yeah, they won't be. They won't have Tim Payne in the side this this weekend, though. Mm. Who was who got a couple of yellow cards? They were very controversial. I mean, so soft. I don't know what was going on with those. Yeah, particularly the second one. It just looked like the guy kind of fell over a bit. Um, even the the Aussie commentators who are quite. Uh, tend to lean one way, should we say. Even they were quite surprised by it, but they'll miss him for sure. Well, big game against Melbourne City this weekend. Let's hope they can continue their charge up the table. That is going to be us for another week. You can follow us on all the SoshMed platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or check us out on the One News website. Plus, subscribe to the podcast in all the usual places. Just search TVNZ Football Club. We'll see you next week.